You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Welcome, bride chillers and groom chillers. Alicia here. I am the host of the Bride Chiller Podcast. This is episode 9,000. No, it's not. We're in the 300s. And uh, I am delighted today to be welcoming a dietitian, an expert who got in touch with me after hearing previous episodes of the show and said, hey, I've got something else to say, which I love hearing from experts and people that want to contribute to our community and the ethos of Bride Chiller. Laura Jean, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Alicia, and the Bride Chiller community. Oh, well, thank you very much for for being available and ready to talk. Now, you got in touch with me and you said in your email, and I love it, you you listened to our body image episode, which was way back in episode 248. I've replayed that episode a few times because it's one of those key topics that obviously in the wedding world, body image and diet is spoken about so much and in such bad taste, in my opinion. So I felt very passionately about talking about the the way that we talk about our bodies, but also how we allow other people to talk about our bodies. So thank you for listening to that. And thank you for your kind words about that episode. No worries. I did. I really liked um, looking at because, yeah, weddings are such a trigger kind of point. And when I came across your um, podcast, I sort of thought, hmm, what sort of approach does this chick have? And so <laughs> when I saw that episode, I thought, okay, I must listen to this and see if we're on the same kind of page or whether I need to send in some schooling information for her. Um, but I was, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised to hear that, yes, you were sort of preaching, um, preaching the same kind of message of really around, yeah, don't let other people's bullshit uh, pull you in, um, yeah. which is hard. And for your listeners out there, you know, it's okay if you're not in that place or space yet because it's hard, you know. Absolutely. And I recorded an episode recently. It was actually my first episode back this year um, with a, a, a psychologist called Dr. David Purvis, and he was talking about perfectionism and this the idea of control. And it was a really popular episode in our community. And I totally see why, because when we get engaged, it's all about the aesthetics of planning an event. But then you realize actually sometimes shitty part of wedding planning and being engaged and being in this world is that you start to feel bad about yourself or you start to put a lot of extra pressure on yourself. And um, that can really suck. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And be quite surprising. Yeah, and not to get too deep too early, but often um, weddings or other events, they're just triggers for shit we haven't dealt with yet. Mm. This is true. This is so true. And it's hard to sometimes think when you are being told, you should be happy, you should be feeling great, this is everything, everything's great. And you've got all this white noise of people telling you how you should feel. When you are so right there, the idea that we maybe haven't actually considered our real feelings and what what these events are actually bringing up in our in our minds and bodies it can be really confusing yes definitely particularly because we're running through them with family who are our often biggest triggers around our stuff so we're all uh, insane uh, even pretty much yeah even the sane ones are partially insane i'm gonna just put that out there now now we must say you you mentioned uh in in your first message to me that I had recently done an episode with lovely Gemma Clark. She's also an Aussie. She's a a clinical nutritionist. And if you want to go back and listen to that, Chillers, it's episode 339. And and in that episode, she spoke a lot about um, hormones and stress and the metabolism and and the sort of clinical side. Um, She gave lots of practical advice as well, but she really went deep into explaining how our bodies work. And I love that you said you wanted to really piggyback on that and also extend the conversation um, to talk about our relationship with food and 
and how we can improve that. Now, your I must say, your your website is eatwithawareness.com and we're going to talk mm-hmm. a lot more about what you do. But where do we where do we kick off? Because I really think this is a big topic. A lot of people get very overwhelmed by it and there's just a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So when I listened to Gemma's episode, I thought it was great talking about kind of the what's of eating. Mm. Um, and I'm a dietitian, what I usually say to people, a dietitian with a difference in that I focus on the why. So I've been a dietitian for like 15 years. And what I learned really early on in my career was telling people what they needed to eat or like what things were, you know, the things to go for. Worked for a certain percentage of people, but there was this whole group and a really big group, particularly of women who, yeah, they knew all the stuff. They knew what they were, you know, what they were supposed to, um, you know, commas there um, on what should, shouldn't, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. But it didn't really make a difference because the thing missing was how they interacted with food, why they ate in their relationship to food. And um, what I kind of liken it to is knowing what to eat. Um, so, you know, the hows and um, the, the what's of it is sort of like having a, having a list of ingredients for a recipe and then no method, no instructions because that's the hows and whys of eating. Mm. Mm. And all the people could probably think of somebody in their life who they can they can just run with the watts you know they only need to kind of know that and they've still got this kind of ability to eat when they need to stop when they don't and it all works well but for the majority of people without the rest of the recipe um it's just a big a bit of a shit fight in that you know you, you're struggling with your issues around eating with emotional eating with not really understanding your body or being feeling connected to those cues around your body or not really understanding them and it's like yeah okay i know what i should be doing or what 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 the sort of recommendations are but it's not happening and then Mm. unfortunately because of the 10 billion dollar diet industry everyone is looking for that answer outside of themselves um and when it doesn't work um women we're really great at it we blame ourselves and the the, really the fact is that no one's given you the rest of the recipe so it's pretty bloody hard it's so confusing and it's confronting for a lot of people because I know that a lot of food issues start when we're kids and what our parents, our parents' approach to food and diet. And I, mm. I, I always sort of think about my mum. And when I was younger, I remember my mum is quite, uh, no one can see me. No one knows how tall, fat, thin, whatever I am. But I'm, I'm not super tall. I mean, my mum was a really small little lady and um, was always quite fit during her life. And she... I remember her going on a diet. I remember thinking, what a weird thing to do. And her saying, I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to cut this out. And as a child, not really understanding the concept of diet, I was maybe 10 or 11. And that image of her uh, depriving herself has always stayed with me to think there was nothing. I couldn't see anything wrong with her. I thought she was beautiful. But it's just funny how you attach these memories of your parents' um use of of diet or not dying or what they put in their mouths or how they control food or don't control food and we carry that with us it's got to affect us in a deep way definitely the thing is that we're all actually born with the ability to kind of know what to eat when to eat how much to eat and if anyone's watched a you know newborn baby drinking their milk like they just they scream their heads off till they get it they drink (laughs) their milk and then they fall into a like milk drunk sleep you know and you can push that you know, bottle or nipple into their mouth as much as you like, but they won't, you know, they won't budge, they're done. Um, and so that's what we're all born with, but it is um, influenced and kind of undermined by all of those experiences. So what we watched our parents do and their relationship with food, and particularly for women, it, it does often um, end up being our mum, but also how our other people in our life, including our dads, might have talked to us about our body or how family around us talked about their own bodies as well. Mm. So you might have had a family who were completely supportive and, you know, never really said a inverted commas, you know, bad thing about you to you but 
talked about their own body or other people's bodies in a certain way which can influence how you look at your own body and then talked about food in a certain way and had their own actions and you know it all adds up over time and then when you go to school and your friends talk about food in a certain way and you pick up the you know the the copy of oh I don't know my Australian references like girlfriend and dolly obviously and you know and they've got this this diet to become bikini body ready and that and you know and you start to question um question it and it's um it's it's really yeah it all sort of shapes to the point where where women might find themselves now where your ability to interact with your body to know why you're eating and and what that's all about is really been shaped a lot by stuff outside of yourself. So what do you mm. think when you first meet a client how do, that may be feeling inadequate or not confident with their bodies and they're struggling with uh, diet and weight and they just want to be happy? This is not necessarily saying, I want to be thin or whatever. Let's just mm-hmm. say they want to be happy and healthy yep. and confident with their bodies because I think that's what we're really trying to get out there today, that it's not mm-hmm. about losing weight and, and going on some sort of shitty crash diet that you're going to hate yourself for 10 minutes into it and it's not good for you anyway. How do you establish a relationship with the client and figure out their wants and needs and also help them readjust their approach to food? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a journey and obviously everyone's different, but there's sort of three elements that I tend to encourage a client to bring to that relationship with their food and their body. And the first one's curiosity. So just getting really curious, like what's going on there? Why do I do that? You know, and we're really good at like getting straight into the judgment um, and being really judgmental of ourselves and being like really critical. But what mm. we want to do is replace that critical aspect with just curiosity, kind of like, you know, you're just really looking at what, what the heck am I even doing? Um, why does that happen? And just be really curious and then the next step is to build in some connection so try to connect to our body more our physical body um and um there's this really cool quote that i found one time it's sort of um, eat with your whole body think with your whole body um so instead of just using our head where we hang out so much of our time um you know to actually really connect well what does my body say when i eat those foods how do i feel in my body um and also what does my body tell me when it needs fueling like when it needs something to eat um and what am i looking for and so really building a strong connection because you're you know for the people out there you are the expert in you nobody knows you better than you and so building that connection with yourself particularly around food and eating and your physical um, sensations is a really great place to sort of start and then the third element which is essential is compassion Mm -hmm. and we really need to bring that to the table because if you are trying to get curious and connect to your body but you're judging yourself and you're being an inner bitch to yourself um, (laughs) it's not going to work in the long term because at the end of the day and you kind of touched on it when you were asking the question um, Alicia is it's all about how it's all about our self-worth that's what it boils down to and whether you are trying to um feel good enough through you know xyz or whether it's through um through food and control you know you talked about control before Mm. um controlling our body because this is just another form of control and while lots of women don't necessarily have um you know a full-blown eating disorder we start to pick up these kind of um habits that we do them for a reason they're there to try and control to try and protect ourselves and and stuff but 
what we end up doing is just treating ourselves like crap um, and around food. So really compassion is like essential and it can get a bit uncomfortable because, mm. um, you know, we sort of feel like being compassionate is kind of giving ourselves a leave pass or um, being, you know, being like, um, you know, selfish or all these kind of things because as women we're taught to be good little girls who need nothing and who just, you know, help everyone else and serve everyone else and be compassionate to everyone else and, um, you know, we get like the shitty leftovers of ourselves and everyone else. So it's really really about actually recognizing you know that compassion is really essential and eventually it's it's a path towards self-worth but we don't have to get so deep so soon but we can just start with yeah getting curious wondering what the heck's going on connecting to our body and then doing it all without judgment and just being kind to ourselves just like we would to our best friend to our our mom our sister if we have good relationships with them but you know at least our best friend um treating them just like treating ourselves like we would then around um around what goes on with our relationship with our body and our food does that sort of yeah, it's, so yeah, it bloody really does. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I, you just you just reminded me of something that um, that we were talking about in the episode I was mentioning before about perfectionism, and mm. um, Dr. Pervers said that there's one thing that we should all remember, and, and I had to, I've got to remind myself about this all the time. It's to say you should never speak to yourself in a way that you wouldn't speak to someone else and that, Mm -hmm. you know, your internal dialogue shouldn't be you fucking whatever, you suck or whatever. Mm. Um, You wouldn't say, hopefully you wouldn't say that to someone out loud. (laughs) Although Mm. I think about that on the way to work, on the tube, and I'm like, get out of the fucking way, you're an idiot. And sometimes I would like to say that to idiots. But but it's not healthy and it's you can get out of that mindset it's a really good way to stop stop the the voices and the, the negative thoughts yeah and you know for for a lot of women changing how you how your body looks mm. won't change won't change how you feel about it but if you can change how you feel about your body then it can start to shift how you look at it so yep. can really um change that relationship with it because uh, and and for any of the women out there or, or for people who know maybe know somebody who's gone through that experience of, of of potentially you know getting to a body they were happier with it doesn't change all the shit you haven't dealt with yet mm-hmm. you know if you or if you, you know if you have um if you have a self-care problem that shows up as emotional eating and you haven't dealt with that, it'll show it back up whether you're in a whatever size body you're in. I won't use sizes because that can be triggering for people, but it doesn't really matter. Um, if you weren't happy with your body in a larger body and you didn't deal with that and you just lose weight, you're still not going to be happy with yourself. You're not going to recognize your self-worth just because you're in a smaller body. And that's what the $10 billion diet industry sells us. Just do this X, Y, Z and, and everything will be fine and you'll be happy. You know, this is this is it over here. Don't don't look at those things over there. Come over here. Look at this shiny, glittery thing. Mm. Uh, the truth is it's the same shit, different sandwich. You know, when you get to that point, <laughs> you're still in the same you are still the same person, you're just in a different body, you know. So it's not going to change. Um, so we do need to, you know, just start working on – or I suppose it's that disconnect. It's disconnecting our self-worth from our body. Um, and there's these um, chicks in the US who have a great kind of body positive um, positive body image kind of approach and they have this awesome tagline, which I'll, I'll share with your listeners if they haven't heard it, but it's, it's almost like a little mantra. Um, my body is an instrument, not an ornament. And I really mm, like that. That just is a good. Reminder, reminder that our body is more than, you know, look, and, you know, and, you know, it's not our um, – 
it's not what we show to the world. It doesn't have to be that it's um, our body can do so much more for us and it does so much more for us all the time. What do you so. think the um, – look, no, actually, we're going to go to a break. I've got a lot to ask you and I want to cram it in as much as I can. <laughs> uh, we're talking oh, – we is in me. It's just me here, no one else, but the, we as a community are speaking with Laura Jean. She is a dietitian. She is from Eat with awareness.com. Laura, after the break, I want to talk to you about labeling foods good and bad. <laughs> and uh, also, I-, I wanted to talk to you about my favorite actress from The Good Place, Jamila Jamil. But I want to talk about some of the shit that she's been doing, which is amazing. Yes. There'll be more of Bridechiller after this. Chillers, I think today's episode is a great example of springing into a healthy routine, changing our mindset, and also making the right decisions for our bodies. And an extension of that is making sure that you are in a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. Give yourself an extra boost this season, whether you're looking for more energy, better sleep, maintaining stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. Our friends at Care of, a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door have a very simple online quiz that you can jump on and complete in under five minutes and then they will recommend a personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement regime that is just for you care of then develop your personalized care of subscription box which is sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs which are great for your on-the-go bride chiller lifestyle and here's something wonderful a portion of every sale goes towards the good plus foundation which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs and you can track your progress with the Care Of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. Just do it. Get rewards. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, go to Take Care Of and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER50. That is 50% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. Go to Take Care Of dot com and enter the promo code bridechiller50 and get vitamin in Laura, I mentioned before the break, Jamila, people might not know her uh, from her real name, but she is Tahani, Tahani in The Good Place, my favourite show. And <laughs> she's a lovely British actress and she is really hot on the social media. And um, Jamila has been doing a bit of a campaign lately about all this diet shit that happens on the internet that unfortunately I've heard from a lot of our listeners as soon as you get engaged and you click engaged on Facebook it's like a ticket to being served crappy diet advice in the form of ads and a lot of the ads are buy this diet shake and all the Kardashians are holding up their teas and all these flat tummy shit and Jamila's been doing this great campaign saying actually this stuff is really bad for you. It just makes you do big poos uh, and that's it. And mm-hmm. it's a lovely campaign and she's calling all these sort of celebrities out. But also I wanted to just note that a lot of uh, there are a lot of wedding diets that are out there and it really disgusts me. That's all I've got to say. That's my rant, but I'm happy I did it. I love it, Alicia, and I love her stuff. Um, and I'd never actually heard of her because we don't get the good place in, in Australia. So do you get we're... it on Netflix? I don't have Netflix. Oh, so, like, gosh, it's, well, it's fine. Analog. 
I hope it's there. Yeah, probably. Maybe it is there. Maybe I'm just... I haven't got my finger on the pulse, but I hadn't Please. heard of it. But I came across her on um, Instagram, and I loved her stuff. Yeah, she's she's doing some really good stuff, calling out. And um, and you're right, you know, it's the the diet industry and the whole kind of big machine that it is. It doesn't want you to know the truth that yeah, you drink a skinny tea and you'll just be doing loose poos on the toilet all day. So <laughs> yeah. ladies, don't do it on the warning of your wedding, place. Um, please. And, you know, it's it's really not. Yeah, it's not again. It's not dealing with that big issue, but it's just it's selling this whole um, whole load of shit, literally, um, mm. to people that yeah. If you just do this one right thing, you know, if you find this answer, if you follow me, if you do what I did, then it will work for you. And you know what? I call BS because and I can say bullshit here. I call bullshit. You sure um, can. Normally, I'm, I'm running around going BS, BS. <laughs> I call bullshit because um, it's you are the expert in you, ladies, and never forget that. And don't think that somebody else knows how to do you better than you because they don't. Um, sure, you can have people who support you um, to be, you know, growing as you, but um, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. And really, what these ladies are selling is um, it, I don't even know why they need more money, but it's all no. for money. You know, it's yeah. Not- God, can't possibly need more money, but um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. I'm calling it now. And and I love that people with more sort of influence, like is it Jamila? Is that how you say her name? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. she's pull- calling it out, and I love it. Yeah, yeah and it, so it yeah, and it's a really good um thing actually, sort of, for people to do is to follow more people who call this stuff out and unfollow people who are selling the bullshit. So on your social media, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, whatever it is, follow more of these people that actually keep it real, like yeah. Alicia. And Thank you. <laughs> well, and you know, and, and help you to keep just like that. People can act like a touchstone to actually what's really going on versus that. You know, we all do. We get sucked into the shiny, um, and and because we all want to um, be happy and and you know living, well, not better lives because the lives we're living isn't good. But you know, we're always kind of constantly striving to, you know, to grow and change. I suppose, and that's just one way we do it. Um, but it's uh, yeah, we want to do it in a way that actually works for us, not against us. Yeah, and I think you are right. Giving your attention, I think our attention and time is really valuable and to give attention and time and to place value on people who are, you know, I, I know she called out today and this is going to, this will be, you know, probably a month ago now, so more shit's probably happened, but Jamila called out um, Chloe Kardashian because she put up a post on on Instagram with a quote that said, two things a girl wants, one, lose weight, two, eat. And it's like, you have a, a, a position of power and mm. young women and men look up to you. And when you have that projection of, of, of self-critiquing and, you know, I feel really sad that that's going mm. out there. And also... The other thing I wanted to circle back on in, in that lovely quote that you said before, I think someone said to me at work, I like to run home from work to try and avoid having to catch the tube in London because it's a fucking shit show. And um, someone's like, oh, God, I don't know. You can be bothered. And I'm not a hero. I'm, I schlep along like an old lady. So, you know, it's not exactly like dynamic running. But I always believe we've got these amazing machines, these bodies that work, and one day they're not going to work and I'll be gagging to get out and run. And I think every day that you can use these bodies and doesn't matter what size you are and your abilities, I think if you can go out and work them and feel good about working them, that's a fucking great day. So, yeah, yeah I, I, it's not a competition. 
No, <laughs> the, the, the awful thing is because the, you know the whole um, that whole sort of focus that we've been shifted on to focus on weight. Um, yeah. One is we're sold that um, sold that that's the thing. Like what she's just posted that that's what we all aspire to. Well, seriously, ladies, I think we can aspire to a lot more than that, and I Absolutely. think we can you know empower our little girls of the world to aspire to a lot more than that. Um, and um, one question, um, a couple of um, influencers in my world, in the non-diet world, um, encourage people to ask is who profits from this? Who profits from making me feel like this about my body? Yes. And who profits from that? She does schlepping whatever product she's going to come in in a day or two to schlep up now that she's like, you know, pushed everybody's self-esteem and self-worth down to the ground, she'll come back in and, and you watch it in a, in the next week. She'll be, she'll be, you know, selling something to help yeah. you, you know, to achieve this amazing goal. So there's that element of it. Um, and then the other thing is, is for a lot of women, um, because we have that thing, that kind of goal, then exercise gets caught up into it. And the joy of just moving our body, which we actually we have that and if you watch kids again I'll go back to kids because they're such a great like experiment of of (laughs) this awareness if you watch toddlers they just run around just moving their body they just love moving their body because that's what our bodies are actually made to do now if moving doesn't feel joyful to you right now there's not something wrong with you you're not faulty it's you've just been um that's been unlearned you know you've been taught that movement's for this other thing for control for losing weight and of course all the joy gets stripped out of it because now it's this tool to um of this kind of you know punishment on our bodies and punishment of ourselves and it's all this negative association with it so um yes i i would love for all people to be able to connect back to that but for a lot of women listening you might need to just step away from movement for a while or you might need to think about movements that are completely just fun like I, I saw this awesome um, I had not that long ago for a hula hooping class which I thought Whoa, that would be fun. let's you know, do it or, yeah or dancing in the dark party or whatever you know can disconnecting the role of exercise and moving our bodies in um you know how it's so strongly connected to losing weight and controlling our bodies yeah. disconnecting that and trying to find our way back to moving our bodies that's joyful that's enjoying that it, and, it, and it connects you to body rather than disc <clears throat> sorry disconnecting I have recently found, uh, I used to go to our local, in England they call it a leisure centre, which is hilarious because there's nothing leisurely about it. It's just the gym, <laughs> the local council sort of gym. But um, Les Mills, uh, people might have heard of Les Mills. It's a big oh, New Zealand uh, brand, fitness brand, who have exploded. They're everywhere now. But they have this amazing app, and I think I pay £10 a month. Like It's it's really very cheap, but you got access to all of the workouts and one thing I love about Les Mills, and I have no affiliation with them except that I really enjoy their stuff, is that they've got dance programs, they've got body combat if you want to punch something, you feel really you know, into it. But their stuff is fun. And I do their workouts if I feel like you know jumping around. They've got great music. But none of it to me feels like exactly what you just described, this punishment of going, oh, I have to do something. And I mm. sit there and I go boop, boop, boop on the Apple TV and I think, okay, today I feel like doing some you know, attempting to dance in a really daggy way that I'm not very skilled at. And I end up just laughing in the lounge room to myself thinking, this is great. (laughs) This is not recorded because this would be embarrassing if anyone ever saw it. But to me, the joy of movement is where it comes from. But anyway, if anyone's looking for workouts or things that aren't, don't feel punishing and that you just have to, you know, loathe it and you want to have a bit of a giggle, that's what I've been doing at the moment. And I've been loving it. Nice. I love it. And a note on that just a little um, thing for people, you know, 
back to the expurning you just know if you get a little bit triggered by apps or things like that don't don't download it don't so download are, it no yeah, please so thank you definitely do if you can come up from that point of fun but if you find when you have stuff like that it's almost like um if you're not doing it you're feeling shit about yourself because no. i've got that app and i haven't used it don't don't do it if you know that oh my gosh you, just, yeah don't go down that rabbit hole thank you laura for saying that because it's so true i i totally uh, my intention was have oh, a fun course. laugh in the lounge room but i've of course you've got to be mindful of that you're very Definitely, good Alicia. Um, you're very yeah, good as I- as I go through the world as a as a dietitian with this approach, I'm I'm just like I'm on the lookout for triggers because for most of us we don't know what triggers people because this is just it's all around us and things and if you've got a great strong connection to your body and moving and joy, then that just is like, yeah, this is an awesome app. And for you know, for so many people it would be and then there's the couple of people where that could trigger them. Um and it's like those people's posts, you know, lots of people can look at and go, bullshit and click away. Yeah. But for the people that, that triggers it's like oh yeah, I, you know, it starts that spiral of feeling shit about themselves and that's where you don't want to go. So knowing yourself is really important on this journey and knowing, okay, yeah, that's what somebody's doing that works for them. It could work for me, but if you know that that kind of thing doesn't or it's turned into a shit show in the past, then just don't go there. Such, such good advice. Now, um, Laura, I wanted to finish today's interview I could let's let's please do this again because we haven't even touched on half the things we wanted to touch on but this has been really a really good kickstart to our our relationship um lovely (laughs) I'd love to do it again please I think this is really good and I think we should touch base you know regularly because this is a topic obviously there's a lot to say but I, I mentioned before the break I wanted to talk to you about the good and bad food terminology because this is something I know that is rife and it really annoys me because it's as you know we're talking about triggering i think when we label food bad it, it already sets us up for a fall so yeah. tell me tell me your thoughts on this and um and and then we'll book a time to come back and chat again Excellent. Yes, we haven't touched on many things. So yes, straight up, <laughs> let's call it. It's bullshit. Good versus bad. All it does is put a label on a food, on an inanimate object that it has some bearing on your moral standing. Food didn't steal anyone's TV or cheat on your bestie. It's just food, <laughs> enjoyable stuff, but just food. And what happens is when you label food and then you eat that food, if it's good, you might feel a little bit virtuous about yourself. Oh, look at me with my kale smoothie. Aren't I great? Which Seriously, don't that shit taste like dirt? Um, oh, sorry. it tastes if you like, like engine. Smoothie, please enjoy Ugh. it. But actually, but, you know, not for me. Um, I'd rather my <laughs> kale sauteed with a whole lot of duck fat under some nice potatoes or something. Yeah. You know, but anyway, let's not get hungry right now. Um, and then the next part is, you know, if you if you're labeling the food as bad and then you eat it, then you're bad, aren't you? And that is the crux of it. When we label foods with that moral label, we're actually labeling our behavior and ourselves. And it's there as a control mechanism, you know. Um, it's that external, we'll tell people it's good or bad, and then they won't do the bad thing. But all that ends up happening is one, we just obsess about it too, because, you mm. know, the forbidden fruit doesn't have that name for a reason. I mean, it does not have that name for a reason. You know, once it's bad and it's off limits, it becomes this whole like appealing thing. Mm. But also, it's not bad. It's just food. It's just a banana or a chocolate cake. You know, it can't, can't, you know, hurt anybody. Um, and it really, it does hurt people because when we use those labels, yeah, we're actually labeling ourselves. So get rid of the labels if you can, ladies, because um, they serve no one and definitely not you. Um, because, yeah, you know, think about that. And if you need something silly, think about, you know, imagine a piece of chocolate cake running around with a little little knife, you know, 
out to and get then, people or you know how's it bad it's it's just a t- piece of delicious cake um, oh, running into my mouth that's where it's running that's right exactly so <laughs> you know add a bit of humor if you need to or whatever it might be but or just get really curious you know like I was talking about before add that curiosity and compassion and just think why what's bad you know like really dig into it if you need to to really kind of question that but I actually have a, an article on my blog on the eatwithawareness.com website around that goes all into good versus bad food so if you want to dig in deeper check that out um as well so well, yeah but ditch the we, labels we will share uh we, we will share that blog post today uh in our show notes all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and you will see today's show notes and uh you'll see the blog to that goes with it that will link to all of this amazing information laura I would really like to invite you back and uh, let's continue our food checks. I know that this is, as we said, the tip of the iceberg lettuce uh, <laughs> food joke. Um, that was the biggest dad joke ever. Loved it. I, oh, apologies. Loved Thank it. you. Thank Except you for being gracious. Disclaimer, don't feel like you have to eat iceberg lettuce. To, uh, oh, please. Here. Please. I just, I'm just lettuce. I just feel like it's a waste of time, but I'll eat it if it's got a good bit of sauce on it. It's like an edible plate for the good bits. Exactly. You know when you put the – there's a great thing. Oh, I'm going off on a tangent. When you put meat in it and you use it as a plate and you eat it like oh, a taco, yes. delicious. Yeah. Um, mm, nice. this... But make sure you have some carbs there too. Don't 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 use lettuce to replace the carbs. Sorry. See, Please. I, every oh, every conversation it just – it, it weaves off into somewhere where we've got to throw this disclaimer in because diet culture does a number on us. And, you know, and we don't want people to think then they've got to get rid of the taco shell and only use the lettuce leaf. Have the taco shell, have the lettuce leaf, put the lettuce leaf inside the taco shell, whatever you need to do. But, yeah. Eat the taco. It's delicious and crunchy and it's good for you. It's good it for is. you. Um, if Dietitian people want approved. There you go. There you go. I love it. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, where should they go? So you can find me, Eat With Awareness, everywhere. So eatwithawareness.com, I'm Facebook, Eat With Awareness, and I'm on Instagram as well, at Eat With Awareness. Beautiful. Well, Laura, so, thank you. Come Thought, hang out. It's been such a pleasure. We will come and hang out, and uh, we will chat again soon from the road because Laura's about to leave on a 12-month trip in a caravan with her husband and kids going around the country. I'm jealous, and I want to learn more about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I can I can come in off um, – yeah, I can – tune in from around the country keep you updated the great southern land uh i miss it and thank you so much and uh happy travels and of course happy days the bride chiller podcast the only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen am i right Chillers, thank you for hanging around to the end of the episode. I wanted to remind you that we have Bride Chiller Oh Shit kits available at bridechillerstore.com. What's an Oh Shit kit, you might ask? Very good question, rhetorical Bride Chiller person. It is a very neat cosmetic bag that is filled with very helpful items like band-aids, plasters for those shoes that don't fit quite properly, earring backs, slides or bobby pins depending on where you're from a sewing kit, all of these small but very useful items that you may not be able to come across if you are in a hotel or a location that you can't get to a shop or a store very easily. Also, the Bride Chiller Oh Shit Kit is great for using after the wedding. It's a handy little cosmetic bag that doesn't look too bridey or wedding-y, so it's something that you can definitely reuse in the future. 
If you want more information, visit bridechillerstore.com and click on the Oh Shit Kit. And while you're there, check out the Bride Chiller Guides and all our other amazing wares that Rich and I have designed and manufactured independently. Support local businesses, support us so we can pay our rent. By the way, I'm fully aware that this music is fucking trippy and I support that. Kisses. Kisses.